0: So the book, of, the book of Jonah, the book about Jonah the prophet. This is what I want you, the key idea I want you to have here at the beginning. Jonah is a prophet of God. He is a believer in God, okay? So he has the grace of God upon him. He is forgiven of his sins. He is one of God's people. He is numbered among God's people. He's a believer. He believes in God. He worships God. That's who Jonah is. He's that kind of person. He's a believer. And, and by the way, Jonah is mentioned in another place, uh, if you want to look it up. He's mentioned in 2 Kings 1425. So we know that this Jonah lived in the, in the eight, mid-8th century, early 8th century, um, from, from what that tells us in 2 Kings 1425, 8th century BC, of course, 8th century before Christ. So Jonah is a believer, but here's the thing I want you to get today, is he has a weak sense of grace, He believes, he's a believer. Don't hear me say he's not a Christian. Oh, he's a Christian. He's a, you think that's a strange thing to talk about Old Testament saints, but they're Christians too. They don't, they they don't know everything yet, but they were Christians. They're the people of God. He's a, he's a believer. He's a, he's a man of God, but he has a, a weak, a weak sense of grace. And I would argue that many of us who are Christians have a weak sense of grace, just like Jonah. We 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 are Christians. I'm not saying we're not believers. I'm not saying we don't have grace. Oh, we have grace. We have it. But we don't really understand what it is that we have. We don't appreciate the grace that we have. We don't really fully have a deep sense of that grace that is ours. We possess it. It's ours. It's a gift from God. We have this undeserved favor of God, this grace from God, but we don't fully understand what we have. We're like the the little kid who picks up something, you know, extremely expensive and is walking around with it. You know, the little toddler walking around with something extremely expensive and valuable and then suddenly just chucks it. (laughs) And the adults in the room all jump because they know that thing costs $500 or $900 or something, and they jump to grace. Ah, we didn't know he was gonna do that. We're like, we're walking around with grace like that. We have something precious, something mind boggling in our possession. It's ours. We're Christians. We have received grace, and we're walking around with it, no care, little care in the world about it. And I would say that to a certain extent, that's true of every Christian. None of us fully appreciate grace none of us fully know what the grace is that we have not saying we're not Christians don't hear me saying you know getting down on you and cursing you for this but I'm saying I'm saying you have it but you don't fully appreciate what you have and what God wants to do in the Bible is get you to understand what you already have if you have faith in Jesus what you already have what already is yours Okay, so and Jonah's just like this, though. He has this weak sense of grace, a weak sense of what he, of what he already has. I uh, want to say four things about Jonah in this first part, this mini-sermon, the first mini-sermon. Then I'll be back to say some things about God in the second sermon. Number one, Jonah wants something more than God. He wants something more than God. Look at verse one, verse three. But Jonah ran away from the Lord, and he headed for Tarshish. And he went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for the port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and he sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Now, why does, you know, at this point, we're not told why, but by the end of the book, we know exactly why he did this. Do you know why he did it? Why did he do it? Because he didn't want Nineveh, the great enemy of Israel, the great enemy of Israel, to be victorious. He didn't want them to have a victory. He didn't want them to be saved from destruction, saved from defeat. He wanted victory for his nation, which was Israel. And if you look, back, if you look at that verse that I mentioned earlier uh, in 2 Kings, what you'll find is that this guy, Jonah, was a great prophet, and he was known in Israel, and he, Jerob- he was under the reign of Jeroboam II, not the first, but the second Jeroboam. And he was this great preacher of positive things. He was a preacher of, God's going to give us mo- we're going to have more military victories and more military victories, and we're going to take back things that were taken from us, and we're going to push in here and we're going to win, and we're going to win and we're going to win. And guess what? It all happened. They won and they won and they won and they conquered and they got more and more and more. And so Jonah loved Israel, loved the victories of Israel. He proclaimed it for God. And he was a great leader in Israel because of, he was a prophet. He was a successful prophet. He, he, got, he was one of those weird prophets that gets to preach something positive something and when he preached it people heard it and they liked what he was preaching and he was a popular prophet and so what what he, what he why does when Jonah gives when God gives him this thing he said I don't want to go help the enemies of Israel what I want more than God what he wanted more than God was he wanted Israel's victory. He wanted the defeat of their enemies and, the, and, the, and the, the success of his nation and perhaps maybe the success of his own ministry as well since he was number one prophet in Israel at this time. But he wanted the success of his nation and the defeat of the enemies, and that's what he really wanted. And so when God says, go help the Ninevites, he's like, no, 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 ne- never. Never will I help the Ninevites. And he does something, he, ru- he runs from God. He runs away from the Lord because what is he? he wants something more than God. He wants, the, he wants it. What I mean by that is, is he has the grace of God upon him, but that's not really what is interested in. <laughs> He's saved. He has God's favor. But what he really wants, that's, that's not that interesting to him. What he really wants is this. He wants military victory. He wants the defeat of the enemies of Israel. Now, pause for a second that shows a lack of understanding of grace. You don't understand this incredible thing that you're holding when you're holding grace if you want something else more. If your attention is always on something else, there's something else over there that really interests me. That's what I really, really am interested in. That's what I really want to spend my time on. That's what I really care about. And that's and if I don't have that, then I am miserable and unhappy and angry and frustrated if I don't have this. When the whole time you have the grace of God. Which, which, this pales in comparison with this, but we're going around all frustrated. And Jonah was going around all frustrated and irritated because though he had the grace of God, he wasn't interested. He was interested in what? Something else. The military victory of Israel and the defeat of the Ninevites. That's what he really cared about. What do we really care about? Our career uh, something else in our, our relationship something else in our life sometimes we, we don't have reason we don't we don't we don't have a strong sense of grace you can see by the fact that what you really care about what you are really invested in has nothing to do with with the fact that you have the grace of god and you're rejoicing in that and enjoying you are so bent out of shape because of this when the whole time you have the grace of god you have you're saved Jesus has saved you, but that means nothing to you. It shows shows a complete lack of the sense of grace. He has no sense of grace of what he actually has. Um, And notice one other thing about Jonah is he runs externally. He runs away, runs, 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 runs. And as the story progresses, God catches him. God brings him back. He says, go now, go to Nineveh. And he goes. Outwardly, outwardly, Jonah obeys. He goes back. He goes to Nineveh externally. He does exactly what he's supposed to do internally, He's still running from God. He's running from God to the very end of the book. And it doesn't even change at the end of the book. He's running from God the entire time, the entire book. He is running from God internally now. Now he's externally doing the right thing, but he's internally running from God. He's running from God because what he cares about is something other than God. That's what he wants. The second thing about Jonah is, Jonah doesn't really think that his sin is that bad. He doesn't really think of himself as some, sinner, some terrible, he knows he's done something wrong, but he doesn't think of himself as, as, as if he sinned really badly. Um, in the middle of that storm, you know, he's in this deep sleep. <laughs> he's in this deep sleep, just chilled out and, and, and sleeping. Um, and not only does Jonah not, not think of his sin as that bad, but he can, we, we know this because even though um, he gets saved from the, from the storm, he just continues to sin in the exact same way. He hasn't repented. He hasn't acknowledged his sin and seen his sin yet. He continues to sin in the very same way to the very end of the book. He just keeps sinning, okay? So he's not, um, he, he's, he, he doesn't think of his sin as that bad or he's not, he doesn't even, if you notice this, he doesn't even admit the storm is his fault until it's clear. You know, you know, a lot of people, we don't admit anything until we're busted, you know, and then we're like, yeah, I did it yeah, no kidding you did it. We all know you did it. <laughs> we, we, we busted you. Uh, it's the same with Jonah. The lot falls on Jonah, and he's like, yeah, it's my fault. It's my fault. Well, yeah, no kidding. We all know it's your fault. Um, so he doesn't admit anything until the lot falls on him, and then it's his time. He's not um, someone who is, has a deep sense. If you don't have a deep sense of your own sin, then you don't have any sense of grace. If you don't have a deep sense of your own sin and what God has done for you despite your own sin, then you don't have a real deep sense of grace. Um, He doesn't, uh, he's very slow. And even chapter two, what's interesting is if you ever notice that chapter two is this great, great this great song that Jonah sings, but Jonah is still mired in his sin when he sings this song. He hasn't changed that much. And so we get chapter two, which is this, which is this uh, where he's praising God for rescuing him. But, um, and, it, and that's pretty much what all of chapter two is, that, that Jonah is uh, in the fish. You know, he's been rescued. What, he, he jumped in the, I mean, he was thrown in the water. He was going to die and the fish rescued him. God sent the fish to rescue him. So he's been rescued and he's praising God for hearing his prayer and for rescuing him. Um, and yet, um, uh, as he prays, dude, there, there's not much sense in here of, of, I, of his own sin or of repentance or of acknowledgement of anything that he's done. And, and then here at verse 8, look at verse 8. We're not going to read the whole thing. He says, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Those who cling to worthless idols like Ninevites. I've got grace. <laughs> I've got grace, He says. But they they don't have grace. Those other people, there's no grace for them. There's grace for me, but there's no grace. And at the very end of the song, he says, salvation comes from the Lord, which is a beautiful statement and an absolutely true statement. Jonah's saying true things, but this is where I want you to think. We often, all of us as Christians, we're often saying things that are true and we're getting the Bible right, but we still don't have a sense, a real deep sense of what it, of what it what this is, what this grace is. We'll say, yes, it's God alone who saved me. Yes, it's, G- it's Jesus who saves me. Um, and, he sa- and he says, uh, uh, salvation comes from the Lord. God has saved me. God has rescued me. Um, he knows that God saved him. But he still thinks in all of that, because we know this because of what's about to happen, Jonah is saying great stuff. He's he's, he's making this wonderful prayer, and he's saying, God has saved me. God, I prayed to you, and you heard my prayer, and you've saved me. Praise you. Salvation is from the Lord. But he still thinks that he's better than others. (laughs) He still does. He shows that in the next few chapters. He still, you know what he actually thinks? He thinks he kind of deserves grace. I'm a better, I'm a prophet of the Lord. I'm better than the, the, all these other people. I, I know it's grace, it's called undeserved, it's undeserved favor, but I sort of deserve grace. I'm a good guy. This is Jonah, of, uh, the son of Amittai, we're talking about, the main man of the king, the main man prophet, and all of it. I deserve grace. And so when you, and, and, and some of us, that's the way we think. We know, we will say, it, I'm saved by grace. Jesus saved me. Uh, you know, we'll get all the, the teaching right, but down in our hearts, we sort of think, well, obviously he saved me. Have you seen me? I'm clean. I'm good. I, do, I really try hard. I do this. I do that. Obviously he didn't save those other people because they're such bums, but he saved me. I sort of deserve this grace. I sort of deserve what I got. I sort of deserve, and that's and that is what, that's what we're, we're about to see is in Jonah's heart. Though he's saying all these wonderful things, that's what's in his heart. Um, the third thing about Jonah, Jonah wants people to be punished and not forgiven. He wants evil people to be punished and not forgiven. This is what's at the heart of his heart. And, And by the fact that he even, that's what he wants, that's what he thinks, it shows that he doesn't have any sense of his own evil. He doesn't have any sense of his own sin. Look what happens. Chapter four, verse one. Chapter four, verse one. But Jonah, okay, Jonah's preached this, Jonah's gone, Jonah's gone in and done this revival, and the people have actually listened to him and repented. And the next chapter should be that Jonah now says, bam, oh, what a successful preacher I am. My minister, did you see what just happened when I preached? Amazing, all these converts, Look, all this stuff has happened, all this repentance. Instead, he says, Jonah was greatly displeased, and he became angry. Why? He hates Ninevites. He hates these are the enemies of Israel, the desperate enemies of Israel. He wants their destruction, their defeat, and the victory of Israel. This is what he's all about. This is what he wants in life. And so when he sees the enemies, these enemies, he sees these these evil people, these sinners, these violent people, these unjust people, he, he wants them punished, not forgiven. Jonah is angry with sinners. Now, a lot of us are walking around angry at sinners. We got a lot of anger because we're the clean ones, because we're the church people, because we're the good ones, because we're the ones who understand what the Bible says. And we're walking around in the United States of America, and we're angry with sinners. We got a lot of anger at sinners. And we want to see sinners punished, and we want to see, we want to see, you know, the wrath fall, and we, want to, and we, we don't want to see uh, them to be accepted by God. If we want to see them get their just desserts, we want to see them get paid back for what that is. And that's exactly what, what's happening with Jonah. And when that's the case, you're just showing your sense of grace is so weak. You're a Christian. You've received grace. You've been forgiven. But your sense of it, your sense of what God has done for you is so weak that you're going around actually wanting people to be punished instead of forgiven, wanting, hating, being angry with people. And notice, he's angry with the Ninevites. He hates these Ninevites. He wants them punished. But he's angry with God for favoring them, for favoring them. And and I'll tell you, there's certain way in relationships, if you go over here and be kind, and even in human relationships, if you go over here and be kind and favor someone, that this person doesn't, doesn't want to see to be blessed in any way. They want them only to get wrath. They want them only to get punishment. You're going to get the wrath too. You know, you're going to get the wrath as well. And he, he's actually angry with God. And a lot of us are going through life sort of angry at this person and angry at this person and angry at that. And we want to see this happen to them and this happen to them. And, we've, and, but it, and it shows our own lack of grace. We do, Jonah doesn't see himself on the same page as Nineveh. He sees himself as different from Nineveh. He doesn't see himself as the same kind of sinner as the Ninevites, in um, the same need of grace, living on grace, just like the Ninevites were living on grace. He sees himself as something superior, something better, and he wants, he wants punishment on them. Let me, let me read more here. Um, he prayed to the Lord. Oh, Lord, is this not, he said, this is why he's angry. He says, is, oh, Lord, is this not why I, what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick To flee to Tarshish. I knew that you're gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from sin. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it's better for me to die than to live. He's so mad about this, he wants to die. He goes, I didn't want that. I knew you would do this, God. I knew you would forgive. He's not into God's grace and favor on the world and helping people. He's into his own thing. God's favor on him and Israel's victory, but not others. Not others. He doesn't want others who, who he considers evil to be, to be blessed. The last one, and then we'll close this, this section here, is Jonah wants God to give him grace, but not others. Shading him in the short amount of time is, is a miraculous occurrence as well. As well, so we not killing it that fast. But this plant comes over him and he loves the plant. And when God takes away the plant, he's angry. He's angry enough to die. He's angry enough to die. He says, when the plant he gets angry a lot. You notice that with this guy? A- another good sign of, uh, of a lack of sense of grace, constant rage going through life, constantly angry. Um, Jonah wants God to give him grace, and he's angry that. what God does, his salvation. And we want that for ourselves and our family and our circle, but we don't want it for them or for them. And that just shows we don't understand grace, that grace is something. on undeserving people everywhere. undeserving people. Uh, and it, it's being offered freely to everyone in every place. Um, and it is something that, uh, that God is, and Jonah is angry with God. Um, let, me, let me read it and then I'll close this out. He says, the Ninevites... Um, Oh, we say, Where are we? Uh, Verse five. Jonah went out and he sat down in a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter. He sat in its shade and he waited to see what would happen to the city. And then the Lord God provided a vine and he made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. He loves grace, doesn't he? He loves grace. He loves mercy and kindness from God when it's for him, when it's for his circle. Not so fond of it, if he really understood grace, he would understand it's, the whole definition of it is it's not just for you. It's for sinners and for evil people everywhere, John. It's for everyone. Um, and it, but he loves it when it's here. He says, but at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. This, this temperature, this, this sun is killing him in this wind. He wanted to die and he said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I'm angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this vine. Uh, Though you did not tend it or make it grow, it sprang up overnight and it died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people. Who cannot tell their right hand from their left. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know God's truth. And many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about this great city? You see, Jonah wants God to give him grace, but not others. And God says to him, you're concerned about the vine because why? Because that's your grace. That's your kindness. But you're not concerned about the grace for all these other people. And that shows you don't understand grace. Your sense of grace is so weak that you don't understand that it's for sinners everywhere. It's for all kinds of people, no matter how desperately wicked they are. So Jonah, um, even at the end of the book, here's what I want to leave you with before I come back in a second. Jonah still at the end of the book, that's the last verse of the book, God speaking to Jonah. Jonah still has a weak sense of grace at the end of the book. God speaks at the very end, and we don't see what Jonah's response is Do we? we don't see how Jonah responds. He is still not getting grace or understanding it. He is still angry enough to die. He is still frustrated with God, and he does not understand the grace part of the He understands it intellectually, but he does not understand it in the depth of what it means. And at the very end of the book, but I'll just give you this one positive thing, um, one, one positive thing to take away. Though the book doesn't tell us, Jonah told the Jonah was the only one who could have told the story to someone. So guess what, he must have gotten it at some point. At some point down the road, he got it and he recognized. I'm gonna tell this story though, this story makes me look terrible, it shows all and God's compassion. So we know, because he told this story, that at some point down the road, he got it. I'll be back up in a minute to finish this.